0: So it's not too often that we see that many female real estate investors, and that's why I put myself out there on Instagram and YouTube in hopes of inspiring and promoting more diversity in the real estate investing field. Welcome back to Crushing It in Real Estate. I'm your host, Joanne Tan, and today we have Taylor Hudgens on the show. Taylor jumped into real estate investing last year with her first investment property and decided to go all in too by becoming an agent as well. In her spare time, Taylor also runs the Virginia Beach chapter of the Invest Her, an organization dedicated to empowering women to lead a financially free and balanced life through real estate.
1: Hi, Taylor! Hi, Joanne. Thanks for having me here. This is so exciting.
0: Yes, thank you for being on the show. Did you want to <laughs> let the listeners know um, how you got started in real estate? Oh, goodness.
1: Um, well, it depends on how, de- how much detail you want. But uh, we started learning about investing late 2018. I started jumping into a ton of Brandon Turner videos on YouTube, a ton of bigger pockets, a ton of bigger pockets, books. Um, So we started learning about investing the end of 2018 and closed on our first rental property in March 2019.
0: Awesome. Is that in um, Virginia Beach where you
1: are? Yeah, so it's here in Hampton Roads. So if you're not familiar with Hampton Roads, Hampton Roads has seven cities uh, in it. So we live in Virginia Beach and our property is about 20 minutes away from us out in Portsmouth.
0: Nice. What's your, like, strategy for that property?
1: Uh, right now, it's just a rental. Uh, we just wanted to get started where we could. We thought about thinking, you know, of course, we're just getting started. We want to raise capital. Should we flip? Should we get rentals? But at the end of the day, we really just want the cash flow. So we jumped in doing the rental thing. And then, of course, then I started learning about BRRRR and all the other strategies. So the first one we got is a rental. And so we're really happy with
0: Nice. Yeah, Um, yeah. I get a lot of new investors, I think, coming to me and not sure, like, which avenue to take because they hear about so many different strategies, like – Burr and even like the bigger pockets podcasts and books, they go through all these different like strategies they could raise money, flip and stuff, and they just don't know where to go. I almost feel like they get overwhelmed with too much information. But I mm-hmm. love that you kind of just like took the plunge and then even found out about Burr later. But you know, yeah. like at least you have your first one and you can always Burr the next one or something like that.
1: Exactly. And you're so right. Like when we were first thinking about what the heck we wanted to do, it was it was very overwhelming just because there were so many options but you're right as long as you just jump in and you start somewhere you can always learn and change as you go 100 yeah and are there certain like challenges
0: you face when you got into your first investment property that you can
1: share with us oh lordy i did We had problems aplenty. (laughs) Um, No, everything was good. Everything was good. Uh, The biggest takeaway we had was we, of course, did the big newbie mistake where we thought we would go in and just fix everything ourselves. And it took twice as much stress, twice as much financial, you know, push into the project that was ever needed. So a project that should have taken two weeks probably took us two months. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, because at, at the time, so I I'm not handy whatsoever. I can paint the walls, but that's about it. Um, so John was kind of the handy one out of the two of us. And even then, we still had a YouTube, a ton of things. Um so at the time, John was taking night classes and we had my stepdaughter, Adeline, every other weekend. So our time was limited. And so it just pushed over and over. It took us maybe four or five months to finish a renovation project when a contractor could just go in and finish it in two weeks.
0: <laughs> so I'm guessing... <laughs> Lesson it, learned. Lesson yeah, learned. if you were to do it again, you would probably just hire out all the trades then.
1: A hundred and ten percent. We really thought, oh, we'll save lots of money by doing this. It'll be easy breezy, but it just, it just wasn't. But that's okay, because at the end of it, we realized we still had a few more projects to do. So just to save our sanity and probably our relationship at that point. <gasps> <laughs> it was time to hire someone, so we had a hire co- a contractor come in, and he says, "Yeah, I should be able to finish this one project in three days." And of course, my jaw just dropped to the floor. I'm like, oh, of course, I should have just done this to begin with. It would have taken me three months to do something that takes you three days. But right. it's definitely, something I highly recommend to any newbies out there is to just go ahead, bite the bullet, pay the bill, and get a contractor. Just is so much easier.
0: And you probably could have had a
1: printer in there like three months sooner, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. It became so much more expensive to sit there and hold it while we attempted to figure out how to fix everything between having to buy all the tools, because of course we've never done this before. So everything we had to go buy. Then we realized we bought the wrong thing, and so on and so on. So by the time we actually bought the tools, bought all the correct tools, and then, of course, had to hold. Have our holding expenses for that long and for anyone on the podcast that's new and doesn't know what holding expenses are that's your mortgage payment your water your electricity during that time that you don't have a tenant in there so it just racked up and was more expensive than it should have been but that's okay <laughs> yeah I have uh, similar
0: it, similarly you know I am working on my renovation project and doing a lot of it myself too but I think well, it's a you. great it's a great learning experience. Like now I know what wor- what's the work that needs to be done. But yeah. in order to scale, I think I would really hire out, you know, in the future.
1: Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you have multiple projects going on at once. Because for us, you we were like, oh, it's local and it's here and it's what needs to be fixed isn't that extensive. But it felt extensive to us because we're new. So anything felt <laughs> like an extreme project. Yeah. But yeah, definitely on board with you, Joanne, for sure. Are you looking for
0: more rental properties in that area? Are you expanding out? Like, what do you think your next deal is going to be?
1: So, right now, so like you mentioned earlier, at the time I was in a corporate nine to five job and then I jumped into real estate agent life. So, right now I'm trying to get that up and going. We're supposed to get married next month. Congratulations. hoping that COVID cooperates, but TBD. Um, And so, after that, our goal is to house hack a duplex. Um, and one of the other local cities here next year. So, as we get everything together between Agent Life, married Life, John switching careers too. So, once we get back into investing, that's the next goal is house hacking.
0: Nice. Yeah, I started house hacking too. I think it's a great option for a yeah. lot of people, and not that many people I think really either realize or think about doing it Um, but it's like you could almost live for free if not cash flow the property depending on where you are so
1: why not yeah why not and we thought about that too but we had purchased our primary home in 2018 and then learned about investing so it's one of those things where of course you learn about it after but, um, but yeah, if you're new, house hacking is definitely a great way to start. Did you house hack your first investment property? I did, yes, I had room I had housemates with me, yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh,
0: so I know you like next year want to get another property to house hack. what are your what is your like real estate investing goals look like, maybe like short term
1: or long term uh cash flow, <laughs> whatever that looks like, so um, at the moment we're open so if you know we find a great deal that we can flip that gives us more money to make more rentals happen then we're open to it but I guess right now the focus is just getting rentals so that we can be financially free hopefully in the next 10 years. <laughs> nice definitely possible I think yeah like real oh, yeah. estate for
0: sure it's- Not Uh get rich quick, but it's like a get rich for sure thing. So
1: You know, I read that in a book, Joanne. I don't know how you read my mind, but they definitely say real estate is a get rich for sure type of plan. Not get rich tomorrow, but get rich 100% for sure down the road.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking forward to you for that in the next 10 years. Do you think being an agent helps you in your investing? I know you say like, if you find a flip deal, you would do it. Like, do you get
1: an advantage by being an agent and an investor too? Yeah. Well, it depends on how you look at the advantage too. So for example, I only have one rental property, or we only have one rental, so we're still kind of learning the ropes ourselves. So being able to learn from other people and learn from other investors has been really advantageous. It's just getting to be around the people that are, you know, really doing it and doing it big time. So being in real estate full time instead of just an hour here or there when you have time and your nine to five has made a big difference only because you can now see it from a broader picture. Nice. I love what you were talking about, like
0: being around people, right? Because I think real estate is such like a people type of game. And it's cool that you run the Virginia Beach chapter of invest her like for our listeners, like, can you tell us a little bit more about what that organization is?
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, I probably won't do it the same justice that Liz and Andressa can because they're the founders of it. But um, I do have the Virginia Beach chapter and we just started the Virginia Beach chapter in January. So not that long ago and then COVID hit. So that was <laughs> not exactly the best timing. But Investor um, is a group that is dedicated to empowering women who are, you know, reaching a financially free type of life. And so an organization that's here to support other women on the same track really so it's a great place to be it's a great way to encourage other people because I used to come to meetups all the time and maybe in a room of 60 investors maybe three or four would actually be women and so it's not that it's hard for a woman it's just a totally different mindset going into it because it's not as common for women to be investors so it's really nice to have a community there for you behind you rooting you on yeah that is so awesome like how did you get involved um i so invest her has a podcast where liz mondress interview people all the time so they are great on instagram and i joined into the facebook community group and then one day last year liz held a webinar on you know, expanding out investor to other chapters across the country, because I believe they started in Pennsylvania. So they have a lot of chapters there, but it has expanded very quickly. So when she had that webinar, I want to say October last year, I was so excited. So I was like, you know what, we definitely need this here in Virginia Beach. So let's make it happen. So we're a small but mighty group. um, are to help each other, really. Nice.
0: What does the Virginia Beach chapter look like? Um, I know we're in COVID right now, so nothing yeah. is probably necessarily normal, but right. yeah. yeah.
1: So, so to be honest, I it really depends each time. So we started it in January, we had a huge turnout. Um, and then of course, the February meetup was the one day it snowed here in Virginia. So oh, that wow. was a really tiny turnout. But since then, we've had to be virtual. So it's really whoever wants to hop in. So like I know, Joanne, you're out in California. So if you ever see an Invest her meetup that you want to hop into, now is actually a really great time because all of our meetups are virtual. So I know the, um, lead up, the leaders – Out in Texas, leaders out in California, out in Arizona, everyone is virtual. So if there's ever a topic, a meetup topic that anyone's interested in, definitely feel free to hop in because we're all here and it's kind of a great way to connect with people across the country too.
0: Yeah, I do think that is one of the advantages that has come out of COVID is like all the meetings are virtual. So you can attend even if it's like East Coast or you could attend a West Coast one no matter where
1: you live. Right. Yeah, it's really cool because now I'm meeting people that are in the Pennsylvania meetups and people that are out in Texas. So it's really cool to meet people that you probably wouldn't have met before COVID, really. Yeah, that's awesome. And
0: expanding your network, too. Yeah, even if it's virtually. (laughs) So is it mostly just like one um, meeting a month or is there like
1: a lesson plan or um, more smaller get togethers? Yeah, so right now it's just one meetup a month where we kind of have someone come in and speak about a certain topic, um, whatever that might be related to investing. But since everyone's virtual, each meetup has their own once a month type of meeting. But since they're all virtual, Investor is having tons of meetings each week, just the way it's worked out since COVID. So for the most part, it's someone coming in and speaking and doing like a Q&A session at the end. Nice, that's really cool. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> what, um, you know, now that you've done, like, leading a meetup, being yeah. an agent and your yeah. investment property, what would you give someone, like, advice if they are starting out?
1: Um, If you're starting anything, I would say if you're starting investing, if you're becoming an agent, if you're starting a meetup, whatever it is, my best advice is to just jump. <laughs> just jump. Don't worry if it's perfect. Don't worry if you mess up. Don't worry if you look stupid or if you feel like you look stupid. Just jump because at the end of the day, doing the action is going to make you feel more confident as you go. So at some point, you just got to go in. You got to turn the worry off. You got to turn the fear off. Or even if you can't turn it off, just jump even with the worry and the fear right there with you.
0: Yeah, I love that. That is so good because so many people get stuck about thinking about doing it and worrying yeah, about it that they end up never doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. Right, oh. Like
1: jump in, don't worry about all the things. Yes, yes. just jump in, just go because at the end of the day, you can sit here and be scared forever and you know, live this life that you're not really super happy with, but it's only there because you were too scared to jump. Um, but, yeah, when we were thinking about our first investment property, you know, all of our savings that we saved up for years and the idea of it just being completely wiped out in one transaction, it's really intimidating. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to know that what you're doing is creating a better life for you at the end of the day. You know, it might not feel like it right now, but in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, it's going to be worth it. So if you just jump now, you're going to be happier tomorrow, even if it's scary and you want to throw up and you want to pee yourself. Just do it anyway because it's going to be worth it at some point, even if it doesn't feel like it in that exact moment. I love it. Yeah, do it anyways, you know, because yeah. like you
0: said, even if you screw up, yeah, like you're only learning what not to do. And how to do it better the next time,
1: which you never would have
0: gotten that experience if you didn't try at all.
1: Exactly. Especially I feel like I'm going through that now as becoming as I'm becoming a real estate agent. It's like, oh, I sounded really dumb or, oh, I should have said this differently. Or why do I keep repeating the same phrase over and over? But it's okay as long as you're doing it and you're going for it and you know that taking one step at a time is going to get you there, then that's what really matters. Yeah,
0: I love that. And I love yeah. your mindset that you have. Like what, you know, are some of your biggest sources of motivation that keeps you going?
1: Um, what are my biggest sources of motivation? Well, I read a lot of self-motivation books, to be honest. I read a lot of self-help books, but at the end of the day, my motivation is knowing that I can create an awesome life. I just have to be willing to create it. I just have to be willing to make it happen because I feel like, I guess before I started investing, I felt so unhappy with where I was in life. I felt like there was just so much more to life than sitting in this little cubicle. <laughs> Not to say there's anything wrong with the cubicle because if, if you're happy, you're happy. I just knew that that wasn't the right path I wanted to live the rest of my life. I mean, I grew up like everyone else thinking that, oh, you, get good grades in school so you can go to a good college so you can get a good job so you can be good at that job for 60 years and then when you retire then you can go have fun Like what? that sounds like the most piece of crap story I've ever heard but um, I think it just took me a minute to realize that there were other options that life could look totally different but you could build a life that you wanted that having cash flow or financial freedom or You know, having abundance, if you want to go that far, is totally there for you. You just have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone, really. Wow, I can relate to
0: your story on so many levels, because I used to be that girl, like, stuck in my nine-to-five
1: and thinking, is there more to life than this? (laughs) Exactly. It's kind of depressing, but it's really the honest truth that there's just got to be something more to this more to this whole life thing and I just have to figure out what it is yeah I love that you're
0: reading self-help books are there some like
1: favorites that you would recommend oh my goodness so many um my favorite by far is uh, you are a badass by Jen Sincero she is awesome have you read that one yes great book yes and she also have you read her um her money book my friend sent me that, so I do need to get through it, but I haven't. It's like just as good. Yes, yeah, it's definitely good. It's just it's really the same concepts just geared towards money. But yeah, itnseniro a hundred and ten percent. I would read her over and over and over and over again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think like so many people have, um, you know,
0: Certain ways of thinking associated with money that I think yeah. even just her regular book, her first book, really yeah. helped me get over those mental blocks.
1: Yes, and it and you don't really really realize that the mental blocks are there until you have to sit down and actually look at them. Because I think for the longest time I thought the rich was only reserved for people who were born into wealthy families, the Kardashians, or American Idol winners. <laughs> like that was it. That, that was the only way you could ever be rich. And then I read a book called uh, The Millionaire Next Door. Have you read that one? No, is it good? It's good. It's kind of like a sociological research book. But he goes in and he says how these very seemingly average people have built a life and have built a wealth source to help them become millionaires even though they're average everyday people because I guess in a lot of people's minds, especially mine, that rich people ate caviar and drove Ferraris and only those people could be millionaires but I never, it never dawned on me that a normal person could be a millionaire too. Right, it's not I think what like image society
0: really portrays but Having is would you say that book kind of
1: sparked you onto this journey? Um, I would say, yeah, I definitely read that book earlier on when I was starting to learn about investing, and it definitely opened my eyes like, oh wow, maybe I really can do this, maybe I millionaires can be normal people too, maybe since I'm so normal, I can be a millionaire someday, so it was it was really eye opening too, yeah, I love it.
0: Hey, is there anything you would do differently, you know, now that you've gone through um, some of the things that you have experienced so far? Anything I would do
1: differently? Um, I think I would do things faster, knowing what I know now, because I think I was for a long time stuck in my head about making the jump into the first investment property or a lot of. Actually, a lot of things about life in general. I know I'm fully getting off investing. But before I got into investing, I was, was going to grad school. And I thought, you know, oh, maybe if I want to make more money and live a different life, I'll go to grad school and get a better job, and get a better nine-to-five, right? Um, but then I realized a nine-to-five is just not what I wanted at all. Um, so at that point, I knew going to grad school just to get a better nine to five wasn't really the right path I wanted to take. But I think the hardest part for me was accepting the fact that I didn't want to live by this life track. I just didn't know what other life track there was. I just thought this is how life works and this is how it it was supposed to go. And I think my biggest fear was really telling my parents, hey, I'm going to quit grad school. And I know that sounds really not like a big deal at all but I guess this whole time for 18 years you think life is supposed to go one way and then all of a sudden your gut feeling god the universe whatever you want to call it says maybe you should jump or maybe you should think about this differently or maybe you should live a different kind of one it's very scary but knowing what I know now I would just want to jump faster so whatever your heart is calling you to do by all means go for it, I'm not going to say jump blindly mm-hmm. into anything that you don't know about, but definitely go for what you want faster because it's something that you can totally get if you just want it bad enough.
0: Yeah, I love that you you know took that chance on yourself. And yes. I was raised in an Asian household, so saying yeah. something like I want to quit grad school is totally a big deal. Exactly. And I think you you got it way before me because I actually finished my grad school degree, which I'm not Good even for you. using you got right it. now. Yeah. But how did that conversation go with your parents?
1: Um, I think I was more nervous. I think when I I made the call, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna throw up everywhere. Um, but when I called them, I think I think they kind of knew I was unhappy, and I think they probably weren't as shocked as I was telling them, um, and they were like, yeah, you know, at this point, you're an adult. You just do what you got to do. So I said, okay, here we go. It's nice that
0: they are supportive of your decision. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least they they said they were. So
0: (laughs) any advice for someone who might be in a similar place, like they want to tell their parents, they want to leave their job or they want to quit school.
1: What would you Mm -hmm. say to someone who's thinking about doing that since you've done it before? Yeah, I guess if I could go back in time and tell that version of me and anyone else that's in that situation, some good advice, I would probably tell them at the end of the day, this is your life at the end of the day, you're the one that's unhappy. And you're the only person that can change that. And so I think the people that love you the most don't want you to be unhappy. And so I mean, you can't really control their reaction. But you're the one that has to live your life day to day. So if you want to jump if you want to get the rental property, if you want to quit grad school, because tell my parents I wanted to quit grad school and go buy a rental property and drain all my savings. <laughs> I don't think what's exactly the phone call they were expecting. But, um, but at the end of the day this is your life you've got to be the one that's happy with it and yeah so hopefully everyone else is happy too and everyone else is good but you can only you're responsible for you at the end of the day so if you want to be happy you have to make it happen
0: I I totally agree and I tell people who ask me you know similar type of question that yeah. at the end of the day you are responsible for your choices and your actions and you're going to be the one living with it. So whether you choose to stay in your nine to five or stay in grad school, even though you're unhappy or whether you take a leap of faith on yourself, like those consequences are only you are going to be living with it. So no one else's opinion will, will really matter.
1: Yeah. And it might sting at first, you know, if your parents come back and have a negative reaction or anything like that. But I mean, ultimately, this is your life. And yeah, it might suck today that you're making this phone call. But tomorrow you're gonna wake up and have this whole brick chest off of you. So definitely do what makes you happy. A hundred
0: percent. Yeah. I love it. Is there anything that we didn't talk about yet that you would like to touch upon?
1: Um good question. Uh, other than the go for it, um, I think. I think a lot of growing has to do with getting outside of your comfort zone, and you almost have to become comfortable being uncomfortable between getting your first rental property or doing your first flip or quitting grad school, quitting your nine-to-five to to become a real estate agent and work off commissions and hope and pray to God that it works out. (laughs) A lot of it is getting outside your comfort zone, but just Knowing and having the confidence in yourself and having the faith and belief that you're going to get there, that you're going to get to your goal, you're going to get to your dream. Yeah, it might take a minute, but at the end of the day, going after what you want and creating a life that you love is way more important than sitting scared, miserable, in a job you hate, a relationship you hate, and a life you hate. So it might be hard. It might be tough. It might feel really uncomfortable a lot of the times. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just worth it because you only have this one life saying you might as well go for it.
0: Yeah, totally. 100% yeah. agree with that. Um, I think a lot of times people also look at successful people and they think like, oh, you know, so easy, right? But
1: yeah.
0: it might not be easy, but they do tell
1: you it'll be worth it so
0: exactly
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah, not always easy especially when you're fighting the was this a dumb decision should I have done this when there's all this doubt and the worry and the fear starts to creep in you just gotta let that go and just know that you're on the right track and nothing can stop you and you're awesome and you're gonna have an awesome life you just gotta know you're getting there and you're on your way I love all the
0: positivity that you're radiating (laughs) oh good (laughs) Hey, if our listeners want to find out more about you or about your meetup,
1: how can they reach out? How can they learn more about you? Uh, On social media, like everybody else. (laughs) So on Instagram, I am realestate.tay. And on Facebook, I'm realestate.tayhud.
0: Nice. And all of that information will be linked in the show notes. So be sure to Ah. check that out. We actually connected on Instagram and Taylor gives a... Away, some really great content and information on there. So, yes. be sure to help follow her and check out her Instagram too. Yes,
1: thank you so much, and I, this was really awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show. Of course.